Kevin James wanted to be in this movie because he had a crush on all his female co-stars. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to Mouth Grab. I'm Claire. I'm Matt. And today in the studio on Zoom, we once again have... Richard. <laughs> <laughs> and we're discussing the uh, genuinely the worst fucking movie I've ever seen in my life, uh, <laughs> Zookeeper. It was up to that. Uh, what was your first impression, Rich? Like, I, I, at first, like, it was just boring. Like, at first, like, I couldn't get, like, into, like, the movie at all. But I, I, think, I think my first impression which is something that is usually my first impression for all like the Adam Sandler crew movies. That's that like, there's an unrealistically hot, like white for a girlfriend. That's like, thank you. Adam yes. Sandler. Or this yes. one was two is... in this movie. Two. Of yes. Yeah. yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Two hot love interests who also like, don't get really any good character development because they're female characters in a Kevin James movie. So. No, the, the one, the ex fiance girlfriend, uh, was frankly like the worst character in the film who had like deep-seated like distrust like mental health issues about Kevin James and then Rosario Dawson was just like her career sidelined by her weirdly falling in love with Kevin James yeah but yeah I don't really understand that like they were both victims of Kevin James in this film mm. Kevin James just <laughs> makes everybody's life worse in every movie that he's in yeah D do we want to try attempt to proceed linearly through the film <laughs> we could definitely try i mean i have my notes i don't know if you took notes yeah. rich but I have a few not a lot though <laughs> okay i did in keeping with tradition i did note every time that i laughed and unfortunately i did laugh um 20 times so really <laughs> i know matt made fun of me too <laughs> i did laugh 20 <laughs> times can we just talk about the beginning of the movie, which starts somehow even more tragically than Paul Bart Cop <laughs> 2? Because this movie starts with him proposing to his girlfriend and getting absolutely fucking rejected and like decimated personally, and then cuts to five <laughs> years later. I love, I love that like every movie that Kevin James is in, they make him. I think he makes himself the butt of every single joke. Like it's the point where you're right it is just sad it is like depressing to watch this man make the motions of life i did i laughed at the rejection and then i wrote this cannot be how this begins because <laughs> yeah <laughs> i did i did think it was funny i don't know if it was intentional or not that the horse was like struggling to carry the both of them along the beach <laughs> like the animal rights <laughs> in this film were <laughs> frankly abysmal. I was also thinking that if like all the animals weren't like CGI, there would definitely be some like horrible, horrible rumors coming out of this movie about the treatment of animals. Just wait. I mean, we'll yeah. get to the genuinely atrocious CGI on the animals that like made me physically upset and recoil from the screen. Uh, I guess there was a line that says like, don't yell at me on the beach because I wrote that down as a laugh. <laughs> so I guess I laughed at that. She was she yelled that line at him. Yes. Okay. Yes. So I did laugh at that because she's more funny than kevin james i think it's worth noting for the story that she did reject his proposal because he is a zookeeper yeah so that's kind of the key tension in this film is that kevin james wants to pursue his passion of being the zookeeper but his girlfriend does not want him <laughs> to be a, a zookeeper because you know that long marginalized community of zookeepers <laughs> and goes gamers then zookeepers yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. i do okay I'm going to give Kevin James one thing, and I give this to him every movie. I, he's really good at physical comedy. So every time no, he he's did, not. Like, a bit, yes, he is. No, he's not. He just yes, does he it. Every time he like falls down, I do laugh. Every time <laughs> he just, falls down, it looks like me. he tried to fall down. Yeah, but that's like funny. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of meta like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're like, this is Kevin James pretending to fall down, and that's yeah. absolutely hilarious. Rich. Yeah. Rich we were mm. considering yesterday um, the, the idea that on the next movie we watch, someone has to take the position that it's actually a really good movie and they have to take the optimist viewpoint here. Mm. So you can right now decide if you want to do that. I won't hold you to it. I would if I could. I, I don't <laughs> think there's any way to have a positive outlook on this movie. I think that somehow in this movie, like that's me because I'm looking at my notes and I do have a lot of positive comments. One of which I wrote is Kevin James is very fit in this film. Like he looks very good. Like, Does 
compared to some of the other <laughs> movies, he just seems very well rested. Like he seems very young and he's just well rested and, and full of energy. <laughs> and I just I love seeing Kevin like this because I feel like he just gets so beaten Kevin. down by the world. KJ, as I refer to him in my notes. Yes, I did. We did both start writing KJ instead of Kevin James because Which his name in this film is irrelevant. Griffin. Well, the problem is that Ken Jong is also in this movie, who is also KJ. Yes. So. Yeah. Which is, a I believe, awful character. It, his his character's name is Venom, which I thought was ridiculously on which the nose. I didn't but kind realize of until about an hour <laughs> into the funny. film. Yeah. yeah, until the last scene he was in. Okay, so I, I'm getting to the point in my notes. Once again, like, I don't super... The plot is not, like, super important here. Basically... It, uh, I mean, it. it's basically non-existent, right? Like... Yeah. We have a huge issue with the plot, honestly. Okay, go for it. <laughs> so Just one? So I think the plot basically was, like, the animals in the zoo being like, hey, we love this guy. He's the best zookeeper I've ever had. Let's help him to not become a zookeeper. <laughs> you know... Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. this guy's awesome. Let's make sure we help him so he leaves his job and our life is worse. And he, like, leaves the job he loves. Like, they weren't helping. You, 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 know, know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, <laughs> that's actually fair. I, I You are touching on the central premise of this movie, which I genuinely did not know, which is that the animals do talk. <laughs> so you don't realize until about 20 minutes in. And, yeah, like, Richie, you were saying, the whole plot is basically, like, them trying to get him to win the girlfriend who dumped him on the beach in the first scene back meanwhile the whole b plot of the co-worker zookeeper who's hot being into <laughs> kevin james for once again no reason and that's basically the whole plot so it's kevin james trying to become an alpha with the help of these truly awful cgi animals that do talk um yes I think it's absolutely crazy that you didn't know that the animals talk in this film. Claire. No, so like here's the thing. What I was really, the experience like watching that? All I saw of the movie was that it was Kevin James being a zookeeper, and I didn't realize that the animals were also characters in the film. And so when we fucking got to the scene where the animals talk, I was like, "Huh?" Like, <laughs> I just legitimately didn't know. And I didn't like it. I didn't like it one bit, actually. The voicing for the animals was terrible. I would it was like insane. To <laughs> the voicing was terrible, and every time there was an animal scene, I mean, Matt saw me like literally just slump down in my chair and defeated. I was gonna say the monkey voice. Yeah, it was like it felt like Adam Sandler was doing like kind of like a racist, like Gilbert Godfrey. Yes, movie. that's what Matt said. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> he was, yeah. At first, I didn't recognize it was him. I was like, "Oh wait, I know that voice from somewhere." Oh god. Oh yeah. No, him. exactly, exactly. That's exactly it. <laughs> All of the voices were super bad. Also, Adam Sandler's wife was once again in this film because she's in. Oh. Uh, that's such a later point in the movie. Yeah, I just I, we were talking about Adam Sandler. Well, like I didn't really write down the plot because it was bad. All I have at this point in the movie is that Floyd the porcupine was really cute, and I liked him a lot. So we we I would say like rather appropriately have skipped over a decent portion of the film here, the first like fifteen minutes. But I would like to point out some of the weird things that occurred in that time, which is that um, I did write down as my fourth bullet pointed note. Is this like a humiliation kink for Kevin James? <laughs> because at this point, it feels a little over the top. Um, but there's also that guy who sells ice creams at the zoo, and he just has bees and one eye. Did you notice that? I did not notice that. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. He comes back later in the film when Ken Jong like, makes Kevin James like reach into his pants to get his keys. Which is the yeah. best yes. scene in the film, yeah. Best scene in the film. That guy's there mm -hmm. as well. Oh, okay. But yeah, that, All right, guy, we'll, we'll get there, Richie. His <laughs> first, his first, and his one of two scenes that he's in. His first one, he just has a bunch of bees on his face, and that's never. Oh, oh, oh! Okay. Never touched do... on. So here's the thing: it's just like it's with all the Happy Madison movies, they have these just throwaway <laughs> yeah. bits that they clearly spent like a lot of time <laughs> on. Like they had to like have a man with bees on his face. Like they had to have the bees go on this man and it's not like an explained joke it's not even really a joke it's just that they kind of threw it in there and they're like wouldn't it be weird if 
And then they did that. And I don't know, as an audience member, I don't know how to react because I'm like, this isn't a joke. It isn't yeah. part of the plot. I don't really, it's like a little wart on the movie that I'm not sure whether to, to take or to remove. You know what I mean? The answer is yes, it was weird. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, that's it. That was a weird yeah. thing that happened. Thank you. Oh, Richie, I, like you, I have another qualm with the plot, which is that the breakup mm. happened five years ago. Like, has he not gotten over it by then? Like, that's <laughs> insane that he's still on this, right? Yeah, I mean, it, it seemed like there's no reason for him to make it five years. Like, it could have been, like, four months later, because, like, obviously, like, he was still, like, pretty fresh in, like, Stephanie's mind as well. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, she's not over it's just, either. Like, yeah. I mean, it's probably because she's dating Joe, Ro dating Joe Rogan, but... Oh, so. that's another fucking, I mean, talking about, like, the animals talking, that freaked me out. And then having Joe Rogan pop up in the movie, I was like, That what was my animals fuck? talking moment. Yeah, I don't think any of us anticipated that, right? No. As my note, it's just Joe fucking Rogan. <laughs> <laughs> For when he appeared. Can uh, we, because I have a lot of really negative notes about Joe Rogan it, it, that I wrote down here. Like, like from the film, not just things that I know about Joe Rogan. Can we do our darndest to try and get canceled by Joe Rogan's fan base? This Oh, I'm going to tweet podcast? at them. I really hope <laughs> Okay. Can, can I just say, um, so I found my note from when I found out that the animals talk, and I just wrote in all caps, oh my god, they talk, no thank you. <laughs> so no thank you. <laughs> that's I, um, I did have a couple of laughs. I need to say the lines that I laughed at because some of them were funny. Um, he's talking to, Kevin James is talking to his ex-girlfriend, and she says, uh, what are the odds of getting a private tour? He says, not good. <laughs> Just not realizing that she's flirting at all. And then uh, a fucking banger from the female lion. Um, uh, Joe, the male lion. Why is he named Joe? I don't know. Is complaining about uh, uh, all the time that he spends doing something. And she says, you sleep 20 hours a day, Joe. I think you're fine. And I thought that was a really good put down on behalf of the female lion. You know, so. you know who the lion was? Who voiced the lion? Rich? Which one? The, the the male lion i i i know both yes, yes oh wait i actually don't know the female lion who is that i only figured it out when the end credits rolled and they're singing because it was share <gasps> yeah. what that's okay that's crazy i didn't know that <laughs> what okay but, who's the male lion uh sylvester stallone no yeah sylvester oh, stallone holy shit how did they get Alpha big male. names for this fucking awful movie well, like Nick Nolte was the gorilla. I don't know who that is. He, oh, he used to be more famous. Okay. So I, I don't feel bad about not knowing who it is. No, that's fine. Can we have a brief sidebar to discuss the terrifying, horrifying faces of the CGI animals? Yeah. Uh, pretty, pretty fucking upsetting. Uh <laughs> the gorilla was so disturbing. That wasn't yeah. CGI. That wasn't CGI? No, that was a guy in a gorilla suit. Jeez, kind of was a wish DJI was so Was scary. it really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's like somehow worse. Well, so so Matt, you and I realized that one of the reasons why it's so disturbing is that they refuse to animate the animals blinking ever. So yeah. the animals will be delivering a like minute long soliloquy and just no blinks. I don't know why. Like if you're animating the face, it cannot be that much harder to have a blink, right? Well, okay, so what happened is that the they have like real animals, right? And to make them act or like stand in position, you basically have them fixate on like a piece of meat or something. Okay. And so they're actually they are just staring, and the only thing they animate is their mouth. Oh. So their entire face is not animated. It's so just their bottom it's... jaw basically, but they're they're staring at something. That's why it's so upsetting to look at because they're not emoting with their whole face. No, it's just the mouth moving. It's like when in those old you ever you ever watch those old films with monkeys where they were like secret agents and like to make them talk they just give them chewing gum. Yeah. Or like uh <laughs> like uh Mr. Ed, the horse. Yeah. Uh, uh Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly mm -hmm. like that, but the CGI version. You're just moving the mouth. <laughs> I uh, okay, so we we just had that brief scene with the animals where we discovered that the animals talk. Um, we were 18 minutes into this film where, for the first time, I said I don't want to watch this movie anymore, and I checked the timestamp, and we had about an hour and 20 minutes to go. <laughs> yeah. uh, this movie genuinely no plot, genuinely really drags. There was a moment then 12 minutes later where 
you moved your mouse on the screen and the uh, little player at the bottom came up <laughs> and on the right side it said an hour and 40 minutes and I was like please tell me that's the full run length of this movie not what's left because <laughs> I couldn't I have done it I could make it through I couldn't have done it longer uh, okay so here's the thing though not to be the 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 positive poly is that the opposite of a negative nancy um some of the things is in it? this film like the the kevin james and the gorilla story arc like towards the beginning before they were going to bars i thought was genuinely very sweet where he was like bringing the gorilla different things to interact with and like i thought that that was cute and then they made the gorilla talk and then they made the gorilla talk <laughs> and i didn't want anything to do with the gorilla ever again i don't know Oh, I kind of like that from your notes. In my notes, I just have fucking boys' night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he does become best friends with the gorilla, which I'm like, is that like a conflict of interest? And you're like the, essentially the warden of the prison that the gorilla's in, but whatever. Oh, the like gulag that they put him in? Yeah, because was... there's also a B plot of like the other zookeeper essentially abusing this gorilla, which is kind of fucked the... up. Who's the, who plays the zookeeper, Claire? Uh, I don't remember. I just call him Donnie, Blue Bloods. Yeah, Donnie Wahlberg. Mark yeah, Wahlberg's yeah, Blue brother <laughs> from Blue yeah. Bloods. He like also is kind of a piece of shit in Blue Bloods. So he's really, I mean, that whole that whole show is a mess. But strange niche connection to Paul Blart Mall Cop 2. Uh, there is a We don't brief... need to make them. No, I think we do actually. <laughs> um, there's a brief um, uh, scene that has Salem the Cat from Sabrina and the Teenage Witch on screen. The voice actor for whom I believe was in Poplar Mall Cup 2 or wrote Poplar Mall Cup 2? Some okay. connection to Poplar Mall Cup 2. <laughs> anyway, Salem the Cat is on screen briefly. Yeah, I thought that was funny that that was on the screen, though, because, like, the whole talking animal getting over Yeah, I did think that was kind of funny. It was it was amusing. I'm not going to lie. Like you said, Rich, it's pretty meta. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wrote, I actually have sympathy for Kevin James in this film. Really? Mm. Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes, because, like, I don't know, he's struggling with his identity as being part of the zookeeper community, and... Richie is incredulous. There are times I have sympathy for him, but then there are times where he's just, like, peeing on plants in the middle of the restaurant. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> oh, oh my god, yeah. So, like, we're getting into the whole plot arc where, basically, he wants his girlfriend back, and so all the animals are like, we're gonna make you an alpha, and in order to do that, they basically make him act like an animal in upsetting ways that lead to things like public urination and growling at people. It okay. We did skip over the part where they like reveal to him that they talk and he screams and he, he has a mental breakdown and there's a really good montage of him having a breakdown for a day where he's in the bath crying and then also doing an elliptical <laughs> machine. <laughs> and that was my favorite part of the movie. I kind of wish it ended there. Yeah, I, oh, <laughs> I have a couple times that I laughed just because of, again, I, I don't know why I'm being so positive about this film. Kevin James's delivery sometimes on the lines is kind of really good because he has this, he's like trying to be more, more alpha, more, more giga Chad. And yeah. he just has these lines where he delivers them so tentatively and it's extremely funny. Like he, he's, <laughs> I think he's asking somebody something and he says like, any disco parties? And I laughed. <laughs> and then um, somebody asks him, like he he's pretending that he's in a play because he like did something silly in public and you know how the standard gag. And somebody asks, what's the play about? And he says, mm, steamships. <laughs> <laughs> I laughed. I just have to get that out of the way. I did laugh at those lines, so. So you left how many times in total? Uh, 20 times in total, yep. Matt, do you know how many times you left? So I didn't count how many times I laughed. Matt's um, a fucking I, coward. No, I counted I counted how many times I wrote a smiley face, which is things I liked, but I didn't necessarily laugh. I had 26 yeah. smiley faces. I did also have a count of frowny faces, and my frowny face count was 17. Most of those were actually due to both the poor slapstick comedy of Kevin James and then any instance where Joe Rogan was on screen was a frowny face. However, they were sometimes paired with a smiley face because he had some really, really good roasts of Kevin. Like he was he was honestly funnier in this movie than I was hoping for. Okay. I had two laughs and Joe Rogan was one of them. <laughs> and it wasn't for any joke Dude. he made. It was just when he ate shit on the bike. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. What was had... the other laugh? The other two? one was when, yeah, the other one was when they're at DJ Fridays and a girl goes, 30 oranges, please. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. Uh, 
Yeah, I forgot that there's that just a giant fucking product placement for TGI Fridays, just blatantly so. Yeah, I like they a, just go a to weird TGI Fridays. A weird shop for TGI Fridays too. Super I mean, 2011. I, I've been. Yeah. It's fine. Like endless apps are fine. Don't say apps. I, that's what they call them at TGIs, okay? I know. I really hate that. I'm like, they're called appetizers. We know this. I laughed at some other Kevin James lines, but we don't have to say them. Um, we should say them in stride. Because right now we're on, you were talking about, before I completely derailed you, the uh, what you called the alphafication of Kevin James. Yeah. So uh, there's this whole thing about piss. He has a piss kink. Well, not really. He just like, he like pees in public at a restaurant, which is like upsetting because he does flash people. And I'm like, <laughs> if I were in a restaurant and there was a man like peeing outside. He flashes his his two love interests in this film, and then we move on with that. Yeah, they they see his penis and they want more somehow because they're still into him. <laughs> I don't understand. Um, and I did also laugh at like I guess he like he pees on he pees in a tree in an enclosure and he has to pretend that he's peeing on one of the animals, and the the zookeeper like hot zookeeper catches him and she's like, "What are you? Why are you pissing? Like, what are you doing?" And Kevin James says, oh, I'm just pissing on him for his health. <laughs> Again, just the tentative. Just very tentative. It's very good. I think you've buried the lead on who plays the hot zookeeper here, which is uh, famously Cory Booker's girlfriend, Rosario Dawson. Ex-girlfriend. Oh, shit. I didn't know that. Rip. Cory lost was that? a good one there. I think it was a couple months ago. Oh, my God. I haven't kept up. Yeah. Behind She's also gossip. Eric Andre's ex-girlfriend. Whoa. What? Yeah. Two I, very different men. I could not picture two different people in my mind <laughs> than Cory Booker and Eric Andre. But we get to the real star of the show, which is that the the other Chad that's vying for Kevin James's ex girlfriend's affection is uh, Gail, who is played by Joe Rogan, and Joe Rogan does mm, the worst acting job I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> He is a really bad actor. Oh, it's it's just atrocious. Like every line he delivers is so wooden, and the only things that are funny, like Richie said, are when he absolutely eats shit on a bike. That's how you know the dumb shit he says on his podcast. He really believes it because <laughs> he can't can convincing deliver a line. Yeah, yeah, he can't lie. I will say the casting director did a good job getting like the two biggest like Boston schmucks you could and Joe Rogan and Donnie Wahlberg in the character. But, <laughs> that is true. That's true. That's yeah. true. Uh, yeah, casting director, great job. Except, well, except for Kevin James. But um, there is, so they, seemingly without explanation, because as I was watching this movie, I was like, why are they there? Kevin James shows up to like this bike race that I guess Joe Rogan and Rosario Dawson are at. No, 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 not Rosario Dawson. Whoever the ex-girlfriend is. Stephanie. Um, Stephanie, they're at a, a bike race. There's really no um, shift from one scene to the other, but they show up at a bike race. And uh, he is on a very small bike, and he tries to outrace Joe Rogan. Um, and it's just kind of one of those testosterone moments that I was confused and upset and perplexed by. Again, humiliating supposedly Kevin James by putting him on a tricycle. Yes. Instead of a bike, and Joe Rogan's in like Lycra, which I guess is supposed to be cool. I don't yeah, know. Cool. Kevin James does bike under a truck, which I guess I cool. laughed at. Yeah. You laughed at that? I did, I guess. I wrote that down, so I must have. I don't I only watched this movie like two days ago and I really don't remember it. I mean, there's not it it suffers from there not being much to remember. It's not very memorable in the sense that there's little that occurs. Speaking of my memory being faulty, I wrote weird cake eating scene, and I don't remember this at all. Do they eat cake weirdly? <laughs> Sorry? Yeah, like I wrote gel weird. Oh, the, the gelatin cake that he gives the gorilla? Oh, is <laughs> that, that the it? Weird... Yeah, do you remember this, Rich? The, he, it's like the gorilla's birthday, right? I think this is uh, right before uh, Kevin James and the gorilla go to TGI Friday's for the gorilla's birthday, mind you, Kevin James gives him, the gorilla, a gelatin cake, and the gorilla just eats it all right in front of him, making really upsetting gelatin and <laughs> oh, scrunching noises. And then he just like looks at Kevin James the entire time, and then we move on, and is we go to the... TGI Fridays. Yeah, he goes partying with the gorilla, and I do Ask have a little question, heart. Claire. 
I said all their friends. Huh? What? Ask the question. I was going to say, is this the bird scene? <laughs> What's this movie's bird scene? I need to know. I, I think I we, have to decide oh. that. we have to decide that at the end, I think. Um, oh, yes. Yeah, so TGI Fridays is where we get the Adam Sandler wife cameo, by the way. She's being the waitress. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, gorilla hitting on the women at TGI Fridays. That is gorilla horny for humans. <laughs> it's like he had a, him like draped yeah. around, like yeah, and then he's slow dancing of that one woman at the end. Because like, the whole yeah, the whole thing is that like they tell everybody that they're going to a costume party, and so it's just like a guy dresses a gorilla, which I guess in the movie it legitimately is, if Matt's correct about that. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so he like just is a gorilla and, and people think that he's in a costume and he's hitting on women and it's weird. I wrote that the TGI Fridays really, I mean, again, another scene that was just way too long. That was this movie's cruise scene from Jack and Jill where they just had an extended ad for the cruise. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they deployed the same tactic here one year prior to Jack and Jill. Same year? I don't know. Um, and did TGI Fridays instead. Uh, I did laugh at, so like after their wild <laughs> night out, they have a little like boys moment where they're like sitting on the roof of the car and the gorilla just turns to Kevin James and he goes, Penny for your thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> I did laugh at that. See, I think overall the animals were actually like kind of funny, but I think that's only because like Kevin James got like voice actors. They're actually like competent comedians that were like actually kind of funny. Like yeah. Sarah and Sylvester Stallone. Exactly. Or like Judd Apatow was like the elephant, I think. What? That what? Yeah. That was a man? I think. Maya Rudolph was the giraffe. I'm, I'm almost sure of that. Whoa. Oh, wow. Uh, okay. Yeah. I, I actually thought the animals were sometimes had like good one-liners. I thought the wolf was funny. Yeah. That he peed on. I liked the gay bears. I don't think they were gay. They were gay bears. In my mind, they were gay bears. <laughs> Okay, they're gay bears. They're gay bears. It's Pride Month. <laughs> it's Pride Month. You'll give us the gay bears. Thanks, Richie. Um, okay, there was a moment that I like legitimately got upset because there's and Richie, I don't know if you noticed this. Matt and I kind of freaked. Um, there's there's a moment where there's a frog, and the frog is animated <laughs> so poorly that I recoiled from the screen. <laughs> it's so wet. Frog. It's so wet, and it's just like so. I don't know what animation process they did but whatever they did for the frog went wrong i know that for a fact <laughs> because nothing should ever move or sound or look like that i've never seen a frog in real life move like one one limb at a time like that one did <laughs> it was so like eldritch like horror was really upsetting yeah I, I it was like, like a baby it was like crawling mm. so we are getting it, like slid to, yeah we're getting up to my favorite scene which is first of all i love ken jong so anything that he does <laughs> hilarious um but he has this thing where kevin james needs to borrow his car his co-worker venom's car first of all funny that he's named venom and ken jong because he's like he's being the creepy one in this movie which we'll we'll get to later um is like yeah the key's in my pocket but like you have to get it and so kevin james they have this weird homosexual moment where kevin james like slides his hand into ken jong's pocket and gets his keys and it's kind of great and i laughed at it you did hear why that happened, though, right? Like, it wasn't just a power play. I don't really remember. Oh, it was Ken Jong got bit by like a copperhead or something on his right arm, <laughs> and then was just like, doesn't work. <laughs> that was, well, that was also funny. Yeah. Especially because the first time, like, when Kevin James puts his hands out of his pocket, he like goes all the way down here, and Ken Jong just goes, it's the other pocket. <laughs> 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 Ken Jeong, like, once again, doing a really good job, um, deserves better than to be in this movie. This is, for the record, the second talking animal man saves the day gets the girl movie that Kevin, or sorry, that Ken Jong was in in two years. What's the other one? Uh, it was the one with Brendan Fraser called, like, Wild. I can't remember. Um, but Ken Jong was also in that movie, and I think it came out the, in 2012. Uh, and it was more or less the same premise, just less sad. There's also a co-star that prolifically worked of Ken Jong in this movie that may have gone under the radar. And yeah. that was, of course, the monkey who was voiced by Adam Sandler. Oh. That, do you know about this monkey, Matt? Is that the monkey from The Hangover? 
Yes. It's, it's <laughs> like a famous like monkey actor. He's no an edit museum monkey. <gasps> yes. No way. He's That's like sick. What's he's his like name? The goat. I can find it. Um his name oh excuse me, her name is Crystal the monkey. Twenty eight years old. Twenty eight? Yeah. Oh how God. long do monkeys live? I don't know. That's crazy. But she's a little capricious one, right? She has lived. Yes. That's for sure. Yeah, she's a capuchin. Well, regardless of how long monkeys lived, Crystal the monkey has lived a very, very full life. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god. What? So I'm going through her filmography and she's in Dr. Doolittle and her role was Drunk Monkey. <laughs> she's in Garfield. What? <laughs> American Pie. <laughs> it's kind of insane. This monkey has been there for all of our cultural touchstones and we just didn't know it. He's in Community, Big Bang Theory. It's the same <gasps> the monkey, monkey from Community? community? <laughs> Kid yeah. Jong worked with the same monkey in Kid Community? Kid Jong worked with the same monkey twice? <laughs> That's fucking crazy. He's also in The Shaggy Dog, which is... Oh my god, the Tim Allen film? Worst movie poster of all time. Yes. The one, Claire, you've seen this movie poster, right? I don't think so. It's Tim Allen's eyes on a... Uh, oh shaggy my god, dog I have space. seen that. Yeah. Oh, that's upsetting. Yeah, I don't like that yeah. at all. I would not see that film if I saw the poster. Rich, did you see the photos of a Crystal uh, in like a little bow tie? So this is probably bad bad podcasting content, but it's just the cool monkey. <laughs> no, I mean, it's, it's more interesting than the movie, so what can you do? Um, but if we were to return to the movie, I think we're pretty much, we're pretty much at... I, I, is it his sister's wedding that they go to where there's the aerial silks? What event is it? Well, did his you brothers his brother's wedding. wedding? Right, right. Did you see um, uh, Ken Jong's license plate? I don't yes. think so. It was so cool. Just S S S S S S S S S for Venom. Well, anyway, so like Kevin James goes to his brother's wedding that his ex girlfriend is also at. Yes, with Joe Rogan. With Joe Rogan. And so he invites along Rosario Dawson to make from the zoo the to make jealous. him. Yeah, because he learned that from the animals. And just many things happen in this wedding that I think we need to unpack more deeply. First of all, I laughed uh, quite hard, perhaps the hardest laugh of the film, when um, basically his exes and his song comes on. <laughs> And his ex and Joe Rogan start dancing. But the best thing that Kevin James does is that as soon as it comes on, as soon as the <laughs> lyrics kick in, he looks at the camera and starts <laughs> mouthing the lyrics like dead on <laughs> and like goes back and forth with having a conversation and then looking at the camera and mouthing the lyrics, <laughs> which is just just very funny. There's a line that Rosario Dawson says, because that's who he's talking to, where she goes, God, you really know this song, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> and then he immediately just mouths the lyrics perfectly in time um there's also aerial silks at this wedding um which i i realize yeah. now it's from the performers at the beginning like in the establishing shot but kevin james and um zookeeper girl just like fuck around on the aerial silks which like are quite hard to use by the way like if you've ever tried aerial silks they're actually quite difficult so they must have done kind of a lot of training the actors to like use those I mean, I think they were probably just in like a harness. I feel like Rosario Dawson probably worked. I feel like Kevin James did not. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Kevin, James, <laughs> Kevin James. Kevin James was in the harness. Rosario Dawson knows that. Yeah. But they like looked like they were uh, Claire, having a lot of fun. They were just kind of swinging over the party. Claire, you did say, and I wrote down uh, during the dance and wedding that, and I quote, this makes me miss the animal scene somehow. <laughs> <laughs> just the wedding scene went on way too long. <laughs> Much like how the animal scenes went on way too long, but like there was nothing to get me through, like the funny voice actors for the animals. So I, I was just. Ugh. By went on too long, do you mean when they played the entire Eagles song just to Kevin James dancing and spinning around the room on the aerial silks? I mean, like yeah. the entire song. <laughs> it was a lot. And then he crashes into the ice sculpture that we all knew was going to be destroyed because we saw it at the beginning. So something else that was unnecessary that happened at the wedding was was Kevin James took on the advice of some animal, I think maybe the the male lion mm -hmm. in which the male lion suggested like basically just insult this woman and then yeah. she'll like you and then and then he does it and it works he does it to rosario I mean, dawson too when he picks her yeah. up he next the shit out of her yeah the and misogyny then, like, of this movie is i mean 
there's there i had so many issues like i kept on thinking of stephanie and rosario dawson i was like having like do they know that like they're hot because like <laughs> do you like you know what i mean like stephanie dated like kevin james and then went to jill Rogan. like do you know what i like yeah she i don't know do she's better I, yeah she's punching down there's not a single hot man in this film yeah i am um, oh <laughs> matt i wrote down something that you said so i oh, said Christ. in this film when he's like flirting with zookeeper lady um, Kevin James is. I said at least Kevin James and the coworker like seem to have some chemistry. And Matt said, "No, that's just because she's a good actress. <laughs> because she's like that's the only true. good actress in this movie. So that's the she's only thing really that's like, believable is that she's into Kevin James just because she's a really good actress." Yeah, she's really wrote, good. And then I wrote in all caps, "Oh my god, the misogyny. Why? Because yeah, there's a lot of just awful. I also I I think we need to do this." Well, I, I'll do this now. The fact that, like, Ken Jong's character is, like, misogynistic and gross, but then is portrayed as being gross in the movie. But when Kevin James's character does the exact same thing of, like, being rude and, like, you know, like, you know, doing inappropriate things to women, that's, like, okay in the light of this film. And there's no, like, really retri retributive justice for him, like, being awful to both of these women. No, he gets the girl. Yeah, he gets the girl at the end. And I'm like, you don't deserve this at all. <laughs> and not only did he get the girl, he also like had the opportunity to get both girls. Yeah, which <laughs> sends a poor message to the audience. Yeah, I, that whole time I was trying to figure out, like, is Stephanie like a villain? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's kind of <laughs> bad that like she wants to change Paul Bart to have like a better job. Paul like, Bart, more. sorry, he's but calling like, Paul Bart. Excuse, excuse, excuse. <laughs> Thing <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry, Kevin James. I'm so sorry. Uh, <laughs> Kevin James I, is Paul Blart. They're one and the same. I mean, like, she wants to, like, change him, I guess, which, like, is bad, but, like, he lets it happen. You know what I mean? And then she proposes, and he's like, no, you know what? I don't like you anymore. Like, I don't know. I felt like that was weird. <laughs> yeah. Like, I felt like they try to make her bad when in reality it's like, Kevin James's fault. Her like Their relationship is very everything. toxic. Yeah. It's yeah, extremely. Really. Yeah. Um, so uh, there is a scene that I quite enjoyed, which is where Joe Rogan is absolutely roasting the shit out of Kevin James. Yes, Matt. You seem yes. very excited this to talk is, about this. This is exactly what I was talking about when I said I wrote down smiley faces for Joe Rogan and then frowny faces for Joe Rogan. Because he, <laughs> I mean, like, it, it, it gets to the point where Kevin James, I think, genuinely is upset by this. Like, not even his character. I think Kevin James is upset by this. Because we do sometimes forget that Joe Rogan was originally a stand-up comedian in some capacity. Mm -hmm. And so apparently his, his ability to roast is top tier. And the only thing that gets his character was when Kevin James is just like, you have the name of a girl. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, that's it. Because, ah, oh, my God. I mean, because like it's, pre it's preceded by Joe Rogan being like, your life is meaningless. You're worth nothing. I'm fucking your like ex-girlfriend. Like your life is in absolute shambles. And then all Kevin James has to say to rebut that is, well, you have a woman's name. <laughs> and somehow that works on <laughs> Joe Rogan because he's named Gail. <laughs> he, Joe Rogan said two lines that I wrote down and then I, I couldn't write down anymore because I, I was running out of pen ink. And he, he said... I haven't beaten anyone since my birthday to Kevin James, which I don't know what, don't what know is what your birthday. Yeah. But then he also just looked at him and said in the most like, degrading way, man, it's got to suck to be you. It was <laughs> so funny. <laughs> it's like that hurt. Oh, oh. Zookeeper, zookeeper lady's named Kate. I wrote that down. Yes. Really? Because yes. oh I said God, Kate's I actress is too good for this movie, referring to Rosario Dawson. Um, also weird, just like weird poll. They go to a fondue restaurant. I don't think I've ever seen a fondue yeah. restaurant in a movie before. So that mm. was fun to see. It's just part of like tidbit. he and Stephanie's weird Tristan to like modern expensive living, I guess, where like they have that weird chair and go to fondue restaurants. Yeah. So like the, the premise at this point of the film is that Kevin James has now gotten, he's like successfully cucked Joe Rogan. He's gotten back together with Stephanie. And Stephanie is like essentially changing him into like 
uh, uh, the darkest timeline version of Kevin James. Yeah, she she's changing him into Joe Rogan. She's making like he goes to work for the car dealership. They start buying weird, expensive furniture, like all this stuff, and um, which is yeah, it's it's interesting, like you were saying, Richie, because like on one hand that's bad, but also on the other hand, like he is going along with like you know like he did choose this, you know that's what he wanted. I like it was bad, but I thought it was especially bad from Kevin James, where he like like goes off on her for like when after he she like proposes to him like haha i didn't really want to do this i hate you i was like you could change something like yeah i don't know that that bothered me it's a weird it's a weird relationship i don't know yeah, yeah. this part of the movie really speeds by doesn't it yeah like, really this i is thought the longest it, part of the movie for me well in terms this of like a- actual plot that occurs it's just very sure. little, but they are trying to get through like his entire rise and then fall in about 25 minutes because the previous part was like him freaking out about talking animals and being a zookeeper and negging women. Yeah, um, there's a line in here that I, I laughed at because Kevin James is actually being an alpha. I don't remember who he says this to. I guess he says it to Joe Rogan or somebody, but he just says, I will go to your house and I will beat you in front of your mother. <laughs> no, that was Shane. That was to Donnie Wahlberg. Wahlberg. Oh, and then yeah, that's okay. what he fucking does. And then he goes to his house and beats him in front of his mother, which is really funny. Yeah, that was actually yeah. badass. Um, okay, there was one comedy bit in this film that I thought was pretty well done. And it's so basically there's parallelism between at the beginning of the movie, Kevin James asks out or I'm not asks out, asks to marry Stephanie. Stephanie says, no, that's her name, right? Yeah. Okay. And then at the end, towards the end of the movie, Stephanie asks to marry Kevin James. Kevin James says no, because he wants to go back to being a zookeeper and he doesn't like the person he's become. There's a callback between both, which is that at the beginning, after the rejection, there's a mariachi band. And towards the end, after the rejection, once again, there's a mariachi band that's very just like sadly and forlornly playing music. Yeah. Which is quite funny. And I I thought that that was actually a pretty good bit of little writing and comedy and a callback. So good job, writers. She's All like tenity. yelling at them. She's like, I'm not paying you. He said no. <laughs> I, I just, before, I just thought of another moment where I laughed. Uh-oh. There was actually three. Okay. So it, was, it was when they were going to, actually, I guess this kind of fits in line with the rest of the story. So afterwards, after Kevin James basically says, I don't want to marry Stephanie, he tries to like chase after Rosario Dawson to like win her back, essentially. Mm-hmm. And he does so with him and the gorilla who are going to try to like drive after her. And the part where I laughed is when they were originally getting into the van to try to drive. And the gorilla is like going into the driver's seat. He's like, yo, I got this. Let me do this. And Kevin James is like, okay, okay. And then he immediately starts driving. And at the first turn, he's like, goes straight and crashes into a car. <laughs> and then they both silently get out of the car and switch sides. I think that was funny. That, that was funny. He yeah, goes along so, with way too much in this movie. The talking animals, the driving gorilla. Like, he's just game really just, for it all. They, yeah, they just lead him to do, I mean, crazy things. So, yeah, like, Richie, like you brought up. So, the, the next plot point is that Rosario Dawson has, like, a better job opportunity that she's going somewhere else to pursue, which is great because she has a, a wonderful career and she's been let down by Kevin James again and again and she should not wait around for him. Um, and Kevin James just dumped Stephanie and is realizing that he actually wants to be with Kate. And so she's going to the airport, and so he's, like, following her, um, uh, like, in this car, in the van with the gorilla. Um, On the way, though, they stop by, like, Donnie Wahlberg's house, (laughs) who had previously abused the gorilla. They take the time to do a pit stop at Donnie Wahlberg's house, who had previously, like, basically abused the gorilla. So, like, yeah, he should definitely get what's coming to him. But Kevin James fucking obliterates him like (laughs) fucking kicks him into a wall matt and i went back and replayed that scene because we needed to see it again it's crazy he kicks him so hard the drywall comes off it's really good and he's i think he's like stuck on the wall yeah yeah he was because he had to call for his mom to get him off the wall yeah and then then they they both it's a cookie they, they like kayak they canoe Across no, the river. Yeah. I thought that was really funny, actually. 
they started rowing on like the Charles River, like they're like Harvard crew or something <laughs> yeah. like that. I yeah. thought that was funny. Yeah. Um, and then they like climb like on top of the bridge where Rosario Dawson's cab is because they're trying to intercept her. And they're like on top of these big <laughs> beams of the bridge, probably like 40 feet up. And the gorilla just drops Kevin James. <laughs> he just he lands, lands on the so asphalt, hard. And he's somehow just fine. That we also replayed uh, to see. I mean, he he falls from like forty five feet, like he lands so hard on the asphalt. God, it looked painful. <laughs> yeah, um, and so then they they make this speech that's like meant to be a callback. Um, so basically, like this lady Rosario Dawson's character works with eagles, and apparently, a thing that eagles do is called like cartwheeling, where when they're in pairs, like one of them will swoop down really close to the ground, but then pull up at the last second. And so she, when she sees him like fall out of the sky, she gets out of her cab and she says, what are you doing? And he says, I was cartwheeling, which a, I, I laughed at. Um, and then he like explains the whole cartwheeling thing, which again, like mansplaining to her, she knows about eagles, like shut up. Um, and he says, the, I laughed at this. He says, the only difference between me and an eagle is I will hit the ground as you've just seen. <laughs> and then the gorilla falls. Yes. <laughs> and we're all supposed to be okay with me. that. Did you say me? I said Bernie. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. <laughs> me. You're you're a Bernie bro. <laughs> um, yes. And then yeah, that that's basically the end of the film. Don't he gets end. the girl, and the the animals sing the outro, which is horrifying. More than a feeling by Boston, appropriate. Oh my God! Sylvester so Stallone has the worst voice. Oh, they shouldn't have done it. Terrible. But then the one thing that we see in the credits, which I like, is that we see the the man who plays the ostrich, <laughs> oh, yeah. who is in like a blue morph suit with like a like a pool noodle on top of his head to be the ostrich, <laughs> and it's just very funny because Kevin James has to like jump on him. Yeah, that was, was that. that was way funnier than the bloopers I had to sit through and watch that I made myself do that I sent you the clips of. Yeah, so there are extra bloopers of this film, and they're basically all just Kevin James like looking at the camera, and I didn't want to see it. The bloopers reminded me of like when I was like in middle school, and like the humor is like, "OMG, I'm random. Sorry, guys, I'm quirky." <laughs> yes, you know I mean? like a yeah, it budget. is. He so uh, the bloopers are like five five and a half minutes long or something. Solidly three minutes of that is what like exactly that. It's just Kevin James like looking at the camera. It's only him, by the way. Like no one else has that in the bloopers because everyone else was a professional actor. Um, everyone else was trying to shoot that movie as quickly as possible. Yeah, I would love to know how long it took them to film that in 12 days. I don't know. So we need to do a couple of things. So Matt, I know that we are going to look at like the IMDb trivia, but before that, I am firmly set on deciding what the bird scene is. Now, Richie, you said that you had a favorite scene. Which of the movie is your favorite scene? The entire TGI Fridays montage. <laughs> okay. You know what? I think that that might be the bird scene because it it is much like the Jack and Jill Cruz scene, as Matt pointed out, like just a giant product placement. But you're right. Like, it doesn't really have any like consequences. It's kind of like self-contained. It's very silly. It does not like, need to happen. They're yeah. friends at the end, I guess. Yeah, he gets his watch. Yeah, but we decided that the, the dance scene in Sonic two is the bird scene of that movie and that again the outcome is that they are friends yeah so i think being logically consistent i'm gonna go with richie's pick that the tgi friday sequence is i'll the forward scene. another one uh which is when the animals call for a pizza order mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah that's true <laughs> this is like when kevin james is like away and the animals are just using a cell phone to call for pizza but then they ask for payment and they're unable to provide the payment because that one has no relevance at all that's true. They ordered, you know, do you, it was like $7,000 worth of pizza or something like that. $1,600, I believe. Yeah, that's crazy. I thought it was, I thought it was funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, yeah, I guess it comes down to like, which one do we think is more delightful? I mean, the TGI Friday scene is better. It's longer. It just, I don't know. For me, there's too much plot. I think I'm voting for TGI Fridays because they go to a place and it happens in the place and then they leave the place yeah i mean also i don't i think that 
Bernie and Kevin James would have been friends regardless of TGI Fridays. Because, like, clearly Kevin James is the only one who, like, cares about him at the zoo. Like, switches out, like, his little ball and stuff like that. I feel like TGI Fridays just cemented them as best friends. But they already were friends. You know? I think a good test is, like, could you remove it from the film, watch it, and it still be delightful or strange and funny? Yeah, absolutely. I think that works for TGI Fridays. Okay, I think we're going with TGI Fridays as the yeah. big scene. This is good. This is good discourse on the. This is also a good shout too, though. I I do like that scene too. It. I think that that the the pizza scene and then the montage of him having a breakdown over several days are are, are paired in my <laughs> mind. Not maybe not as a bird scene, but as weird, strange, strange vignettes into Kevin James. Kind of high points of the terrible low point that is the film. Yes. So are we going to do IMDb goofs, gags, trivia? What have you found out about this film, Matt? Yeah. I assume you've been doing Let research. Let me pull it up. The Wikipedia page is pretty fantastic. Oh, we forgot to say at the top, um, we're now sponsored by Wild Turkey. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> the other day yeah. I was looking at the Spotify page for our show and Spotify uh, led me to believe by saying that our show was sponsored by Wild Turkey, which we are not. This was clearly a technical glitch. And when I went back to it the next day, it was not there. But uh, Wild Turkey, if you want to sponsor us, like go for it. Spotify already seems to think that we're linked up. I'll so take some Wild Turkey. Hit us I've, up. Ne- I've never had it. Yeah. So, yeah. What was Wild Turkey? <laughs> it's like a, it's like a kind of mid-tier shitty spirit, <laughs> like bourbon or something. I don't know. Oh, so I thought it was like turkey meat. No, like that'd be cooler, right? Oh, that's what I oh, thought too. Oh, you didn't know yeah. that? No, no, no. I, you you would explain that to me, but before oh, that, oh, I did not. Know. God. Yeah, no. It is funnier to think that we just got sponsored by turkey meat. That's what we're gonna run yeah. with, actually. We're sponsored by meat. We're sponsored by. Yeah. We're sponsored, sponsored by, by bird meat. meat. Please listen what's, to our podcast. Yeah. Never mind the bird scene. What's the turkey scene of this film? <laughs> yeah, what's What's the wild turkey scene? What's the What's the wild turkey sponsored scene of this film? That's what we should have been determining. It's like a, it's like the Pepsi Super Bowl halftime show. What's the wild turkey yeah. bird scene of this film? So the, the trivia has 10, 10 items on IMDb here. Uh, one of them led me to realize that uh, Kevin James's wife in real life, who's in the film in, in some... Oh, oh, Kevin James's wife in real life is the fiancé of his brother in the film. That's complicated, but his actual brother is not. In the his film. actual brother is not in the film. It's that dude. But he is in Pulp Fiction Up too. Okay, why do you? It, it's a different film. <laughs> well, <laughs> Richie did call him Paul Blart <laughs> earlier. So. Yeah, that was I after I, you mentioned I I Paul Blart. That. That's after you mentioned it three times yourself, Claire. You yeah, primed well, him. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a it's a critical film. <laughs> Sorry. There's two, <laughs> there's two back to back that are not funny. Um, a lot of people died as a result of this film. What? In real life? Not okay. That was maybe an overstatement, but but Don Rickles, who voiced one of the animals, he's a, he's a comedian. Um, uh, this is his last film he was in before he died, <laughs> and then. Um, Molly the giraffe uh, was played by Tweet the giraffe, uh, which weirdly enough, Molly the, the giraffe, uh, the the character of the film was a female played by a male giraffe, also known as the Toys R Us giraffe. Big shot for the Toys R Us giraffe getting a getting a movie yeah. role. Tweet, that's the giraffe, died on set at the Franklin Park Zoo. <laughs> <gasps> oh Luck- no. Luckily for the movie, Tweet had completed all his scenes for the movie before his death. <laughs> so, what an awful way to go out! Oh my God! Yeah, co-starring of Kevin James. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so, uh, the, the Tweet had also appeared in Ace Ventura: Bet- Pet Detective. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> he was being at the time. Uh, he okay. How much would you like to know about Tweet's death? As okay. much as possible. During the filming, Tweet was eight. Or sorry, eighteen. Tweet was eighteen. Uh, okay. And he died 
after eating pieces of a blue tarp that covered his 20 by 20 foot cage and then collapsed in his pen, which caused... Stop, 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 stop. stop. Which caused PETA to come and boycott the movie. Oh, as they should. That's, like, upsetting. Yes. The uh, elephant, which you said was voiced by Judd Apatow, you think, Rich? Uh, Named Tom. That's what that. I think so. I think that's what I saw. That's what. Yeah, we'll go with that. Um, Ty is the elephant actor's name, uh, which has a Wikipedia, by the way. Um, was filmed uh, uh, in 2005, and then in conjunction with this movie, a video was released, being filmed in 2005, by Animal Defenders International, which showed Ty being abused by its trainers. Uh, so that led to a lot of boycotting of this film between the giraffe dying and the elephant getting abused. <laughs> There's just a fact about Sylvester Stallone got urinated on by a lion. What? <laughs> That's in there. Kind of sick. Okay. Whoa. Um, so when this film uh, was developed by MGM, uh, they, they bought the script for $2 million for this film which I don't know how much a script usually goes for, but that is high for this film. That can't be, yeah, um, that can't be right. They bought this uh, with Kevin James in mind for the titular role. They bought this and immediately were like, Kevin James. Which I honestly yeah. don't know if I could come up with anyone else. Matt Damon. Did you say Matt Damon? It's for Matt we Damon. Bought a Bostonian zoo. zookeeper. <laughs> You're yeah. talking about We Bought a Zoo. <laughs> yeah, a Bostonian zookeeper. He's got a track record. <laughs> Contrary to popular belief, porcupines cannot shoot quills, as shown in the scene with. I did. I I knew that that was false. That's slandering a porcupine, really. Um. Okay. So that's all the IMDb goodies. The others are pretty boring. Um. But the uh, Wikipedia page is a lot of the animal abuse allegations. So that was pretty rich. Oh no. <laughs> um. So the uh. Rev- the critical response section on Wikipedia always delivers pretty well for bad movies. Um, uh, the s- critical consensus of Rotten Tomatoes reads, Zookeeper smothers Kevin James with a sodden script and a surfeit of jokes inappropriate for the young viewers who would be intrigued by its juvenile <laughs> storyline. Metacritic gave this uh, film a score of 30 out of 100, indicating generally unfavorable reviews. Rotten Tomatoes has an approval rating of 14% based on reviews from 133 <sighs> critics Rough. and an average rating of 3.6 out of 10 of users. Um, <laughs> yes. I love I love movie reviewers because they go way over the top in their verbiage. Like, they need to tone it down sometimes. Brian Lowry of Variety called it, quote, a marketing pitch in search of a movie and, quote, a punishingly <laughs> flat effort that offers barely enough comedy to populate a three-minute trailer. <laughs> Todd McCarthy of The Hollywood Reporter said, quote, it's dreadful in every respect <laughs> and called it a, quote, archly mirthless comedy. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about with that verb. Again, yeah. I, I ask, like, as Richie has pointed out in previous episodes of the podcast, like, who is this for? Like, who is the audience of this film? That is a really good question. I genuinely want to know. Because, like, if it's for children, <laughs> then the whole, like, plot doesn't really make any sense. And if it's for adults, like, why is it so juvenile? Yeah. Because, like, you would think, like, if I was a kid, like, oh, talking animals. But then I think the first scene where there's a talking animal, it was, like, a wolf that was, like, got caught, like, pleasuring itself. And he's like, oh, did you guys see that? Oh. And I was like right yeah, off the it's bat so... it's like <laughs> and the whole plot of just like him winning his ex-girlfriend yeah. back like i don't think that that would resonate with like a child audience and if it did like they're getting terrible messages from it right yeah which is probably why these movies do so poorly in terms of reviews because it's like adult humor but juvenile i don't know i just i don't understand who the audience is Todd McCarthy of The Hollywood Reporter did praise Rosario Dawson, saying, although one would never have expected to find her in a film like this, Dawson, by dint of enthusiasm, is the only actor who rises above the material with her dignity intact. I'm so glad that we also, like, completely noticed that. As She's good. She is clearly the only good actress in the She's, movie. She's uh, uh, a Tano in the new Star Wars series, so good for her. Like, she got that Disney money. Uh, Hell yeah. Uh, the... Uh, site Roger Ebert 
uh, had a, a podcast series that reviewed movies for a while, uh, and their host said, quote, even though the movie looks hilarious from the trailer, it is only hilarious if you enjoy seeing Kevin James fall down a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so honestly, Which, I kind of do. So like, really, I did immediately me. think of you. Yeah, I do like watching him fall down. He's very funny when he falls. Mm-hmm. Really wishes that this movie was released like seven years later, just so like an animal would dab. So I feel like <laughs> that's one hundred percent on the cards. I say undab. I think like the yeah, necessito un monkey. Ah, say undab. But but uh, like I think the closest thing we got to un perro hace undab was the like uh, low Flo Rida singing song. And like the car oh the like <laughs> carpool karaoke they did that was uh with the gorilla and kevin james that's pretty good. yeah i was also thinking like do are they sing that song because it's like it's popular like do they know like what the song's about it also made me question who is the audience like this movie <laughs> yeah i really don't know uh, that's yeah. i don't know uh, the uh, letterbox reviews also pretty well deliver uh, under the popular reviews somebody just wrote the part where paul blart drives the gorilla to tgi fridays is more iconic than anything that hack stanley kubrick did with that bomb 2001 a space odyssey christian d writes half a star for kevin james spartan kicking donnie Wahlberg into a wall and for the tgi <laughs> yes. fridays gorilla montage because that sequence yes. gave me the biggest what the fuck am i watching look on my face other than that oh, fuck yes. this grueling experience it's of a motion picture. And then one person reviewed <laughs> 30 oranges. <laughs> I, Matt, I also was just on Letterboxd and I saw a review. It was Alex Jones and AOC. <laughs> what? The, okay. In reference to Kevin James. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's just yeah. insane. Insane comment. But. Um, to answer the question of what was the other talking animal movie that Ken Jong was in. It's called Furry Vengeance from 2010 with Brendan Fraser. Wow. Furry Vengeance. <laughs> He's really getting around. That's what crazy. do you think that movie's about, Rich? I want you to expand right now what you thought that was about. <laughs> I was thinking now would be like like people who are furries, like getting revenge <laughs> for like mistreatment. Murdering Yeah. People. It's like the yeah. purge, but like furry. <laughs> the furge? The furge. The furge. <laughs> Oh, God. All right. So do we have any, like, parting thoughts on this film? Matt, you go first. What are your parting thoughts on this film? I don't think I was or ever could be inebriated enough to watch that movie again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I I agree. Like, there are movies that, like, are so bad because, like, they, like, I kind of want to watch it. And, like, the kind of cast is kind of, like, knows it's really bad. I didn't get that feeling with this movie. Like I felt like Kevin James thought he was actually making like a good movie and that like made it boring for me. <laughs> like I I don't know. It was hard to watch the Jack and Joe for me. I will say. Yeah, I was going to say I and I don't say this lightly. I would genuinely rather watch Jack and Jill again than watch this movie. Again. I'm 100% in the same boat there. I didn't think about it until you just said it, but definitely. It was like Jack and Jill like has too much plot and this has absolutely none. So they need to kind of like share the pie a little bit. Um, Jack and Jill gives some of its plot to Zookeeper and it'll kind of even out. I think we need to start ranking the films that we watch every time. So like clearly for me, Sonic 2, then Jack and Jill. Sonic 2 is actually like a decent yeah. movie than Jack and Jill and this one, yeah. I think. This one's got to be rock bottom. This one is... It has, weirdly, a higher IMDb Rotten Tomatoes rating than Jack and Jill. But in our heart of hearts, we know it's yeah, I am, worse. I, I am trying to pause at why that is. And I think it's because, like, Jack and Jill makes a lot of swings and almost all of them are misses. <laughs> yeah. Zookeeper makes very few swings. Like, it doesn't even try to have jokes a lot of the time. Like, it's just so barren in terms of content that I think maybe it's, like, the blandness kind of raises its score but i would rather have like it try and it fail than it not try at all you know what i mean yeah i mean they failed on a lot of accounts though <laughs> not they the did. least of which is they did but not as much as Jack they continued to give a platform to joe rogan which even in 2011 was problem 
<laughs> disgusting but at least he eats shit and there are several bloopers of him eating shit over and over and over yeah. again which just make me very happy so <laughs> I just I, get I, it, it was funny head. though it was funny that joe rogan was presented in this movie as like the ultimate alpha i just thought i thought that was funny like <laughs> in hindsight the like the like frail like douchebag alpha who like is upset yeah, that his name is like gale nothing has changed <laughs> All right, well, um, thank you, listener, for sitting through another episode of Mouth Grab. Whoever is listening, thank you to all two of you. Uh, thank you to Wild Turkey for being our, our longtime sponsor. We're, we're well aware of that, and we're very happy of all the meat and beverages you've provided to us, so thanks for that. Hopefully we don't get sued for saying that. Follow us on Twitter at MouthGrab. Send us suggestions, mouthgrab at gmail.com. And if you tweet us something funny, we'll read it out next show. So that's an incentive to tweet at us. Read us movie recommendations. And... Yeah, tweet us movie recommendations, please. God, I don't want to have to watch Morbius. <laughs> and we will catch you next time. Uh, if you liked what you heard, subscribe to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever your podcasts are found. We're always and will always be Mouth Grab. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.